Access Credit Union has always been at the heart of our community through good and bad times. We want to continue to play our part in helping our community through the COVID-19 crisis. As businesses reopen, we encourage our community to work together by staying local, borrowing locally and spending locally. Access Credit Union is here to help. Close your eyes and pull like a dog. <laughs> and a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam Maguire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined as always by Star Sport Editor Kieran McCarthy. On Saturday the West Cork ladies return to CIT in a bid to stop Morn Abbey claiming their seventh senior county title in a row. On today's podcast we'll be joined by West Cork full forward Libby Coventer to preview what will be a repeat of the last two senior county finals. We'll also get the thoughts of manager Brian McCarthy and we'll be asking him what he thinks it will take to stop the dominant force that is Morn Abbey. A little later on we'll be heading over to Italy to chat to Skibbereen rower Lydia Heafy who claimed gold at the European Under-23 Rowing Championships in Duisburg last Sunday. But Kieran, first let's get your five biggest takeaways from the weekend that was. The Canakilty ladies are going up to the senior football ranks next season after they won the county intermediate football final against Glenmire last weekend. Clamont in as underdogs, but they won 2-8-0-11 with Orla DC scoring two goals. Moving now on to the, the men's premier senior football championship and Castlehaven's huge win over Island Rovers, 4-19-2-4, has seen the Haven take the one automatic semi-final spot that was up for grabs. Um, for Island Rovers, they're now stuck in a relegation playoff against Bishopstown. Moving to Camogie now, um, goals from Linda Collins and Christine O'Neill have sent Cousy Rovers through to the semi-final of the County Senior Camogie Championship. They beat St. Catherine's 2-9 to 1-6 last weekend in a quarter-final. And Cousy has now played Douglas this Sunday in a County Semi-Final. Um, going back now to the Premier Senior Football Championship and Newstone's superb season is continuing. Um, after the hurlers progressing to the knockout stages uh, of their competition, the footballers are through to the quarterfinal of the, the Premier Senior Football Championship. And in the process, they've knocked out Carberry Rangers. Um, Newstone beat Ross 2-12 to 2-9. So, like I said, their good season continues. We're going to finish up this week with the Skibbereen Roars. Um, three Skibbereen Roars went to European Under-23 World Championships in Duisburg, Germany last weekend, and they all came home with medals. There was gold for Lydia Heafy, there was um, silver for Aoife Casey, and there was bronze for Emily Hegarty. So fantastic stuff from the Skibbereen Roars, and indeed the whole Irish um, team that went to the Under-23s because they brought home five medals in total. Lovely stuff, Kieran. Well, on Saturday at 5pm, the West Cork ladies return to CIT to take on Morn Abbey in what will be a repeat of the last two senior county finals. All-Ireland champions Morn Abbey were victorious on both occasions and they go in search of their seventh consecutive title this weekend. West Cork blew away Ahada in their semi-final, winning by 30 points, scoring nine goals in the process. Morn Abbey went 10 points better in theirs, beating Era Og by 40 points, scoring 11 goals. 
In a few minutes, we're going to chat to Libby, Libby Coppinger and Brian McCarthy. But first, Kieran, I want to get your own thoughts on the game. We're unlikely to see as one-sided a game as we saw in both semi-finals this Saturday, are we? Oh, it's not going to be that one-sided. They were two exceptional performances by Mornadby and, and West Cork. Um, what we have, again, we have the two best teams through to the final and Mornadby and West Cork have been a class above the other teams over the last couple of years. And it's fair to say too that Mornadby have been a class ahead of West Cork. Um, like you said there, Jack, they're going for seven in a row. They're back-to-back All-Ireland senior champions. They're an incredible team. They're packed with talent. And um, I think it's pretty obvious for West Cork that... that um, Moore and Abbey's manager described their semi-final performance against Aero Oak, where they scored at 11-12, as the most complete performance of these seven years in charge. You know, when they're, when they're motoring that well, um, they're coming off the back two of a very long break because of COVID. And a silver lining for Moore and Abbey is it probably gave them a chance to rest because they've been on the go for so long. Like you mentioned, there are all campaigns, Munster campaigns, Cork campaigns. So many players involved with the Cork senior football team, colleges football, and so on. So, Mornabi are refreshed and ready, and they'll be pretty hard to stop, I think, on, on Saturday in CIT. Yeah, well, Kieran, you mentioned the talent that Mornabi have, and obviously, um, amongst their 15 starters on Saturday, there's going to be some of the best footballers in the country. But if you could just give us a few names who people can look out for this Saturday, the game will be streamed live online, of course. So, who are some of the Mornabi players? that West Cork, I suppose, need to stop and who people watching at home can look out for? When you think of Mornabby over the last couple of years, you think of the O'Sullivan sisters. Um, there's there's three or four of them there. And Darren and Kira are probably the two probably best known. Um, Darren's an unbelievable forward. She's been so lucky with injuries in, in the last couple of years. But um, she was player of the match in last year's county final against West Cork. I think she got 2-7 that day, but she just tormented West Cork. She's an incredible talent. Um, she can score from distance. She can score inside. She's just super, super dangerous. Kira Din, her older sister, is another absolutely brilliant player and very, very hard to stop. And there's Breed Sullivan, Roisin Sullivan. You've Laura Fitzgerald, who got 5-4, I think, against Aero Og in, in the last game. They have a young forward called Ellie Jack, who's been racking up the points too. Um, in their group stage game against Aero Og, Ellie Jack got nine points. Um, so they have a scoring threat all over the pitch. Uh, just look back to last year's County final again up in CIT again, Mornabi against West Cork and Mornabi blitzed West Cork. Did four two four three up in, inside twenty twenty two minutes. And the game was effectively over then. Um, so it's so important that West Cork hang on to Mornabi. Um, they cannot let Mornabi get a get a fast start because if they do, I don't think there's any team better than Mornabi in defending a lead. Um, if Mornabi build up five six seven eight point lead the next day, I think they'd be very very hard to stop. Okay, well, you mentioned that the West Cork ladies need to keep it tight for the next, the first 15, 20 minutes, we'll say. So that's one key to victory. What are some of the others? I think West Cork have to be absolutely rootless and clinical in front of goal. And to be fair to them, they got nine goals against Ahada in the, in the semi-final. And just on that point, when I spoke to their manager, Brian, who we'll hear from in a few minutes, he actually told me they could have had more goals in that game. So, um... 100%, 100% at the start of the second half. They left three good goal chances behind them. Um, they need to be clinical and they need to be ruthless because they're not going to get that many goal chances against Mornadby on Saturday night. Like We know that for a fact. So whatever chances West Cork get, they have to take. In fairness, Fiona Keating was clinical against Ahada. Um, I think she had five shots on goal and she had five goals. She was ruthless. And that's that's the sort of level that West Cork need to hit on, on Saturday night. Because if you go back 
Um, West Cork drew with Morn Abbey in the group stages of this competition, but that's the game West Cork could and should have won, but they missed chances that game. West Cork beat Aero Org in the group stages, but again, one of the takeaways was West Cork left chances behind him. They missed too many they missed too many goals, missed too many points. They ironed that out to a big extent against Ahadet. They were a lot more clinical. You can see that by score 9-15 is a huge score. Um, but I remember after the game that day, the West Cork players, they still were not happy with themselves, which is actually a very good sign. Um, even though they'd beaten Ahadet by 30 points, they still felt that their performance against Aero Oak was a better overall performance than what they put in against Ahadet. So... West Cork need to work really, really hard. And there is a good work rate about the team this year, but it starts right at the start with maybe Coventry full forward and goes the whole way back. Because I think West Cork this year, they're a very mobile, fast team, but they're probably missing a bit of physicality because they've lost Neil Cotter and Claire um, O'Leary from their midfield. And they're two big, strong, powerful footballers. Um, and as you'll hear from the chat with, with Brian McCarthy soon, West Cork do not have a settled midfield. And that's not ideal going into the county final. In their three different games, they've used, they've used three different formations. Um, you've had Melissa Dogan in there. They've had um, Eve Murphy, who's an injury concern. Siobhan Courtney's been there. So they've been mixing and matching. And again, like I said, it's not ideal going into the county final. You want to be fairly settled in midfield and around that middle eight. Well, you mentioned some of the... The names there that are going to have to perform well, the likes of Fiona Keating, you mentioned Melissa Duggan, Libby Coppinger, but you would think that for West Cork to have any chance against Moran Abbey, they'll need their full 15 and their full subs bench to have the games of their careers. 100%. Um, we haven't even mentioned Arnie Terry O'Sullivan, who's the, the West Cork captain. She got 2-7-2-8 against, against Ada, and she's out to wing forward this year, and um, she's playing really well out there. But it's a West Cork team... I suppose we can't forget it's kind of it's full of talent. Kind of Emma Spillane at wing back was really good, I thought, again against Ahada. You've the two Kylies, Eva and Dara Kylie. Melissa Dogan is getting better and better and better. Um and expected a big game off for the next day. Even the likes of Rachel Murphy, uh, Lisa Hart in the in the half forward line. It's it's a really good West Cork team. Um Sarah Hayes again, full back, another player who will need a big game the next day. Um I think it's worth mentioning too. The fact that Clonakilty won the Intermediate Football Championship, that means they're going senior next year. Um, and Martine O'Brien, the Cork and Clonakilty keeper, is obviously number one for West Cork. And she's such a leader in the West Cork team. She's so vocal. She's an absolutely brilliant person to have in a team because she just issuing instructions, encouragement and so on. So I'm not saying that it feels like it's it's the last chance for West Cork because they come back year after year. Um, if you look at this West Cork team over the years, They've lost Kinsale, then they lost Bantry, then they got Bantry back in. Um, now the clan players are, go- are going to move on. Um, so I just think it's a big opportunity for, for West Cork on Saturday. But everything needs to go right. Everything really has, has to go right. And Kieran, this is obviously going to be played out in front of basically no spectators at the ground. Do you think that is really going to be a factor in this game? Is it going to favour either side or can you just see it not being a factor? I think the players are already getting used to playing in front of no crowds now, kind of um, like in the semi-final, I was at West Cork Ahida, um, that was in Kladov, and you would find stand there and it was empty. Um, so I suppose the players are getting used to that. Um, would it work to any side's advantage? I don't know. Um, if I had to say it could probably work to West Cork's advantage a small bit more because Mornabi are a team who are so used to the big occasions and 
crowds at the finals and so on. And maybe the West Cork players aren't as much. So if there's a small, if, there's, if there's no crowd there, maybe it might help them kind of nerves and so on a small bit more. But it's just a shame because you look at CIT and I know no fans are left into games, but you could get supporters into the, into the stand in CIT and you could have them socially distanced. Ah, there's no point going down that rabbit hole because ah, it'll be it's, a day. It's, it's, it's such a shame, but the good thing is the game has been streamed, so hopefully loads of, of people will tune in to watch it because it will be a very, very good game. And just one more point I want to touch on before we get your prediction and hear from Libby and Brian. This is obviously the third year in a row that these sides have met at this stage of the competition. There's been other clashes in group stages, etc. But there really does seem to be some needle between these two sides, which only builds up the anticipation from a watching public's perspective. So can you see that developing again on, on Saturday evening? When you, when you say needle, what I think it's just this rivalry that's developed and it's been so good for ladies football in oh, Cork. That's because, what I mean. It's, it just makes it yeah, all the more interesting. Ah, because this West Cork team has had its detractors over the last couple of years and there's still people cribbing, no, no, West Cork shouldn't be there. There shouldn't be a divisional team there. Their pick is too big and so on. But I'd almost counter that by saying that um, like this West Cork team, a divisional team, is giving junior intermediate players from across a huge division a chance to play senior football. And, and we're giving more Abbey a real rival as well. That's exactly it. Because if you took West Cork out of the county senior football championship, no disrespect to the other sides, but more Abbey would walk it every year. But over the last five seasons, West Cork had managed to beat more Abbey twice in group stage games. Go back to the county final two years ago, and it finished a draw in the first game before Mon Abbey won the replay. So West Cork are given more Abbey probably some of their hardest games that they, they face every year. So I think there's a healthy respect between the teams. There, there is a rivalry there. There really is a rivalry. And um, and if there's no quarter asked or given, and you wouldn't expect a reader because you have so many county players on both teams as well. You know, kind of there's an awful lot of stake at stake. But I think having a West Cork team is so important. And I've given a piece in this week's Starjack and just I worked out how many players have played championship minutes for the West Cork team since they came on board back in 2016, their first game against really North Cork. You really love pain, don't you? Uh, yeah, it's kind of. I, I always start off with the greatest intentions and then halfway through I'm kind of regretting why I started in the first place. But it was actually, um, it was really interesting to, to see how many clubs have been represented in this West Cork team, how many players have played championship minutes. And it's just, it kind of brought it home to me again how important this West Cork team is because right across the division, from Bayred to kind of Kinsale, um, you've, you, you've had talented young players and talented players get the opportunity to play the senior football championship. And then, off the back of that, then the Cork management have seen these players kind of evolving, growing, maturing, improving, and they're getting caught up into the Cork senior team. So I think it's been a win-win. Okay then, Kieran. Before we throw to Libby Coppinger to preview Saturday's final, it's prediction time, and I want to get your prediction for the game. The, the heart has to say West Cork because obviously the Southern Star is is West Cork based and I, I really hope they can do it but the head is saying more Okay, lovely stuff Kieran. well let's hear from inside the West Cork camp now earlier Kieran caught up with Brian McCarthy but first Libby Coppinger It's the week of a county football final Libby um, what's your preparation for the week can you talk me through the next couple of days how you prepare for Saturday's county final um yeah so I guess it's kind of just trying to like get our last bit of training in and then we try and maximize on recovery and everything so we've training tomorrow night and Thursday night and then um yeah just trying to 
you know, get the few um, final things all squared away and make sure we're we're ready for it. And then, um, yeah, just recovery again. So, you know, making sure you're taking your time off and sure trying to get to the sea or something while it's still some way warm. Um, but yeah, that's kind of, that's what the week looks like. For West Cork now, like you must be well used to the build-up to county football final. It's the third year in a row that you're going to face Mornaby, but it's also the third year in a row that you've been in a county final. And so even the experience, especially for the younger girls, kind of to, to be involved in that build-up the kind of couple of days beforehand and even the day itself, you know, kind of you'd hope that it would all count towards something on Saturday. Yeah, definitely. Like um, experience is definitely key. And I'd say it kind of has... Um, come against us maybe the first year and even last year and stuff like we've a lot of young girls still and it's a big occasion um you know even the parade around the pitch and stuff it's something you wouldn't be used to um so yeah the the experience will definitely stand to us and um it's good to kind of have that under our belt now leading up to um saturday even though it'll be a bit different than the last couple of years but um yeah it'll be it'll be good to have that bit of experience anyway and even the experience, I suppose, of last year's county final, even though it didn't go West Cork's way, um, Mornebby's fast start did four goals inside 22, 23 minutes, and it effectively ended the game kind of quite early. Kind of, will that be playing in your minds a small bit going into this? Because we know how good Mornebby are, they're a fabulous football team. So, will you be kind of very conscious to kind of keep it tight at the start and not give them a head start? Yeah, look, that was definitely a big um a big issue for us last year. It was kinda it was way too hard to come back from and we had a we had a better second half, but it was just bridging the gap wasn't couldn't it wasn't possible. Um so I think yeah, look, if we're gonna beat them at all this year, we'll have to play for the full sixty minutes. Um so that like that comes from having a good start and I think a good start actually helps you for the rest of the game. It just settles you nice and early um so we'll be hoping for that next Saturday if it doesn't go to plan we'll hopefully be able to get on anyway but um yeah it'll be aiming to go from the the first whistle to the final whistle anyway we kind of talked about experience there and if we look at this West Cork team again you've a very experienced core to the team obviously Martino O'Brien and goal you've Melissa Duggan you've um Anya Terry and yourself as a full forward now how you find in life as a as a number 14 <laughs> <laughs> um I suppose it's a bit easier <laughs> I'm letting all the girls do the hard work for me um but yeah look West Cork it's it crazy when you look at the people involved with Cork and just involved in clubs in um Cork so the experience is definitely massive and like Martina is just such a a steady voice at the back and then you know Terry's a great leader up front as well so we, we have leaders all over the pitch which is great um and like we'll need everyone to stand up to to it on Saturday. Like I mentioned there, you're in it full forward this year and you've been kind of you've been sitting the sitting the scoreboard alight. You've two two goals against Era Og, one four against Ahida in the semi final and one three the first day against Mornebe. Kind of what's it like like you're such a, a versatile player, you can play in a variety of positions, both football and camogie, but as a football full forward, how how are you finding that? Um, I suppose it's a bit different, I guess, with um, like Cork the last couple of years, I probably would have been more corner forward position. So I'd be a bit used to the full forward line. Um, but like it all, you know, obviously, if I'm getting the scores, it means someone else has given the ball into me. And I think that's something that really was bought into this year, West Cork. Like it doesn't matter who's scoring as long as we're getting the scores, you know, you're giving it to the right 
the person in the right position. Um, but like, yeah, again, it's kind of all about the ball coming into you. You know, if the ball coming in isn't good, you're not going to be able to do anything with it. Um, and like the girls have been very good, you know, it can be frustrating in there when the ball isn't coming in. Um, but I think, like, I suppose a, a kicking game has been more brought into it, us. Like we've had more of a kicking game this year and the ball has been going in that bit faster, which is great. And um, you're happy enough to stay inside there when the ball is coming in. Um, but yeah, with regards to scoring, I, I know I was told after the, <laughs> the Morn Abbey match, I thought I reckon he needed to get a bigger goal for me anyway, because I, I missed enough that day <laughs> still. Um, so yeah, look, as in, uh, you'll t- take the chances <laughs> anyway and hope they go over. Was your father watching on so against Ahead uh, when you when you got the uh, you got the the one three one four kind of was he impressed with what he saw that day? Um yeah, I still missed an open goal though, so <laughs> that was definitely brought up when I got home. <laughs> but um yeah. I, 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 I suppose it, like with that had a like we sorry. Oh sorry, I was gonna say maybe I suppose with the, looking at that Ahead performance kind of what struck to me that day was Whereas Cork was so rootless and clinical, like he got nine goals, he could have got a couple of more. But when you look at the two games beforehand against Mornabi and Eroog, the talk was whereas Cork need to be a bit more rootless, a bit more clinical, and you are that against Ahada, and yet there still is room for improvement. So you're you're in a good place at the moment. Yeah, like I suppose it's kind of been a funny year in the way it's so short, but like we have been building every game, like the first day out. Um, you know, it was a big learning curve. Like we probably left a few chances behind us, and then again we were all we had improved that bit more, but we still were missing chances. And I think with Hada, like things kind of came off on the day. Um, and now again, you're always going to be giving out about the scores you missed, but um, we've definitely improved every every match, which is great, and that's what you want coming into the business end of the season, anyway. How much more we need to improve for Saturday? So, considering the challenge that Mornabi would bring, yeah, like we're gonna have to be at the top of our game. Um, yeah, I, I, I think you kind of just need everything to fall for you. Um, like we're kind of giving out a better fours most of all, but like our our backs have been so um, tight and like a real unit back there, so that's been great. We just need to fix it on the other end with the bit of scoring. Um, but like at, at the same time, we're still making the chances, you know, so hopefully like on the day they just have to come off. Um, so, yeah, we're just keeping the fingers crossed anyway that they'll come off Saturday. And when you think about it, it's a county final with no fans there. It's going to be quite surreal up in CIT on Saturday, kind of fr- family, friends, supporters would usually go to these games and have to watch it now. At least it's been streamed online, which which is brilliant. So what's it like to look forward to a county final where there will be no fans? It kind of must be a, a bit surreal. Yeah, it's it's definitely weird. I know the semi-final, it was, it was a weird atmosphere. You know, it almost felt like a bit of a challenge match in a way. Now, you know, it, there was a lot at stake. Um, but like, even I know my mother and father were devastated not to be able to go. Um, and like it is, it is great they're able to be streamed. Um, it's not ideal, but yeah, it'll definitely be a year to remember with all these matches that have no crowds or anything like that. Um, like I know, like they'll bring a, ma- they would have brought a massive crowd, and we'd have been hoping to bring a huge crowd too. Um, so I suppose it's just it's a bit more on the players to kind of drive each other on. You can't be getting that bit of support. 
or cheering on from the crowd. It's just kind of down to you and, you know, making sure the, the person beside you is feeling that encouragement. Like, I think all of West Cork will be tuning in on, on, on Saturday evening <laughs> and hopefully, hopefully you get over the line this time, Libby. Thank you so much for joining us and best of luck on Saturday. No problem. Thank you very much. For the third year in a row, it's West Cork against Mourne Abbey in the Cork Senior Ladies Football Final. And we're joined now by manager Brian McCarthy. To cut straight to it, Brian, are West Cork in a better position this year to beat Mourne Abbey and finally win the division's first senior county title? Good question here. Uh, very good first question. Um, I think we're in the same position we have been the last two years, I suppose. Um, we've Each year we've gained from the experience, but... We are getting to a stage now where, look, we're in the final again. We expect to be in the final. Um, and we're, it's now about taking the next step. Um, look, we know who we're up against, uh, the favourites um, and the opposition that be. And we know each other very well. And we're looking forward to Saturday. How big a challenge are more, Nebby? I know we've talked about them before. Like They're reigning on Ireland champions. They're going for seven in a row in Cork. They're, they're reigning Munster champions. They've been the was a dominant force in ladies' football for the best part of half a decade or more. Um, so it doesn't get much bigger than this to try and try and chop down the best football team in the country. Yeah, I agree. It's a huge challenge. Um, but at the end of the start of the year, you know that at the end of the year you're going to come up against other challenges. And along the way, you have to, if you want to be the best, you have to beat the current champions. And, and look, they are. Um, they, as they say, they know us very well, and we know them pretty well. Um, being meeting through group stages and in the finals of recently, and they've had the upper hand. However, this year, look, we're there again. Um, our hat is in the ring, and uh, look, we leave no stone unturned to try and win it on Saturday. And I have to say, the whole squad are looking forward to the challenge this year. There must be a real kind of bounce in the camp at the moment coming off the back of a weekend where Valley Rovers won a county title, Clannacilty won the intermediate title. So with players from both of those clubs involved and the fact that it is the, the week of a county final, things must be must be pretty good inside there at the moment, Brian. Yeah, it's a good atmosphere inside there, Kieran. Um you, you can't say but that helps. There's no question about that. Uh, success breeds success. And um, look, I've always said that good players... When they get a taste of success, want more. Um, and going on on the training session recently, look, they, they want they, they they want this one badly. But look, so do the opposition, and we know what they're about. So look, I think anybody looking at it um, will see an absolute cracking game. In the build up to the semi final against Ahada, you wanted the West Cork team to be more clinical. You wanted them to be more rootless um, in front of goal, and you are that. You put put up nine fifteen against Ahada. If you want to Keaton got five goals, and Ganya Terry got two eight, and it was a, a much more clinical performance. But when I was speaking to you after Brian, you made the point that the team still weren't happy. So kind of, can I take from that so that there is still more to come? Like you still have different levels to, to kind of hit. We haven't seen the best of this West Cork team. I think Kieran, look, if we if we won the next day, look, scraping through by a point that hit off somebody's knee that went in over the bar, um, and become county champions, we take it. Yes, you're always looking for better, um, looking for the perfect performance from players. And I think the standard of players that we have and the opposition have, look, they demand that, and that is where it's coming from. It's, it's look, it's been led by the management as well as the players in there that they're always looking for, to get better. 
Um, and that's a great sign. Um, we know the next day, I think it'll be probably a slightly different game uh, to the, the other two previous finals. Um, I think it'll probably be a game where, look, both teams have tried to play their styles and it's who implements their style, the better will win it on the day. But yeah, the girls are, they're, they're certainly up for it. There's no question about that. Um, and looking forward to it. When we look back at last year's county final, I was up there myself in CIT and I suppose to be quite honest and quite blunt, that game was over after 20 minutes. Mornabby put up 4-2, 4-3 and even though West Cork did come back in the second half, Mornabby built up such a big lead that they always looked comfortable. So for West Cork heading back up to CIT this Saturday, how important is that first quarter? Because if you let a team like Mornabby get a run in you, they're very hard to reel in. So I presume you're not going to give too much away about your game plan, but you're going to have to try and keep it tight for that first quarter. Yeah, I think they're probably the best team um, that we've ever come across that start extremely well um, in every single one of their games. Um, look, going back to the, the to the two semi-finals, the last thing I have to say, I feel sorry for the likes of I had and Aero because we know they're much better than what they they did against us and Aero are much better than what they did against Moran Abbey. Um, but that's something that we've looked at as well, that we've had to get off to good starts Um because I suppose, look, being a team that we have, trying to put girls together and trying to get them, to, it takes five or ten minutes to get into the game. But this year it's slightly different. Uh, I think against Ahada we got off to a very good start and we were clinical in front of goal, as you say. And um, yeah, it would have to be the same the next day. Uh, I think we go through patches where we let the opposition in for five or ten minutes. I think we've got to put in a really, really good performance and hit. 95 to 100% perfection on the day to beat the opposition. But look, I think they know the same. I actually do. I think they just have the respect between both sidelines and, and the girls on the field. And um, yeah, let's see what happens. When you saw the scoreline coming through from Mornabby semi final against Air Oak, when you saw Mornabby put up 11 12, and this is before West Cork went out and played Ahida in the other semi final. I was going through your head. What are you thinking when you see like a team put up eleven twelve? Is a is a huge score. I suppose first of all, I felt sorry for Aero because I know a lot of their girls and I know that they're probably in a rebuilding stage of that particular squad. Um, but it happens, and I, but I think they'll come back stronger again. Um, they have some young girls coming through there that are very good. But look, it does happen. Um, but to be honest, with you, Kieran, um, I was more concentrated on our own game against Ahada in the scoreline against Moran Abbey because I just felt that look we had a game to play you can never look far, too far ahead just get on with our own business and that's the the mantra this year let's get on with our own business let's concentrate on ourselves let's see what we can do and try and perfect it a lot more than what we've done in previous years but I'm, but I'm looking forward to it because I think this this West Cork and Moran Abbey you've built up such a rivalry over the last four or five seasons like we said it's the third year in a row you're meeting the final Mornabby have got the better West Cork at the business end in county finals but you have beaten Mornabby in, in group stages and always when you clash it's a physical battle like you big strong players kind of obviously very technical players but it's a it, it's a battle so the man in the middle on Saturday evening will have a, a he's, he's a big role to play in all this yeah he does there's no question I've, I've look whether it's any game or a county final, I think you have three teams on the field. I think, look, you have two sets of players, but you also have the, the referee and the referee's team, and they will play a key part. They, look, 
these girls know each other so well. So you're always looking for that extra edge. And look, we all know about the dark arts of football. Look, we've all played it. We know what it's about. And I think the referee and his team the next day just have to be aware of these things and ref the game as he sees it and not the names on the, tee, on, on the field. And I think that's where it comes from. And look, he's going to have to be strong. There's no question about that. These players, whether they're inter-county players or county players, will always look for that extra edge. Um, and he's got to be aware. He's got to be very strong. Um, I suppose you have a kind of a, a midfield conundrum coming up this Saturday. Unfortunate injuries and so on, kind of, that means you've fielded three different partnerships in your three games so far. I suppose it goes back to Neve Cotter and Claire O'Leary from last year not being involved. So um, you've had Melissa Duggan playing there, Eve Murphy, Siobhan Courtney, and I think it's Emer Kiley, is it? Um, so, kind of, that's an important area of the field to get right for Saturday night, Brian. Yeah, it is, Kieran. Uh, you're quite correct. We've three different sets this year. Um, look, for one reason or another. Um, look, at the end of the day, you were asking girls to step up to the mark. Um, and we've been reasonably happy with what's happened in the midfield. Um, look, the next day, we know what the opposition will have in midfield. And we will go to play our game. Um, we'll, we'll have to respect for the opposition. But I think this year... We've concentrated, as I said previously, on ourselves, what we have to do, what the girls have to do, how they have to get better, and whether that's the goalkeeper always up to the corner forward, to the girls that come on. Um, it's about being positive on the field um, and trying to take the game to the opposition no matter who they are. And we'll try to do that again on, on Saturday. Um, midfield is a vital area, but look, so is the half-back line, the full-back line. So everybody's got to go and play well. And if we do that, we will win a chance. Uh, final question, so Brian, um, kind of started off talking about it too, how close West Cork are to winning the, the first county senior football title. If you can take the experiences of the last two county finals and like this West Cork team, it's a young team predominantly and it's building and building and building. Do you feel the time is right for this team to to step up and show what they can do and finally win that first senior title? I hope we can, Kieran. Yeah, I genuinely hope we can. Um, there's a nice belief in the camp. Um, it's not overconfidence or that we're confident in our own ability um, but I think each and every one of us both on the sideline and inside across the white line will have to stand up and be counted the next day um, both teams will have their periods of dominance I believe and it is who maximises those and who is able to counteract the other person's dominance as much as they possibly can that's where I think we'll win the game um, and look, we're looking forward to it yes it's three years in a row this is where the girls want to be but no, I think it's a stage where we are at, where we need to start winning it um, and not be, or I say, not be afraid of winning it. Um, it's, go, it's nice to go up there and enjoy the occasion, etc., etc. But if you want to be a winner, these is where you need to be, and this, these are the trophies you need to win. Best of luck, Brian. Thanks very much, Kieran. Thanks for having me. Great stuff there from Brian and Libby. And that game will be streamed live on Saturday evening. So keep your eyes on social media for a link because it's not to be missed now before we chat to Lydia Heafy I just want to pause for a minute to chat to our friends at Access Credit Union the Star Sport Podcast is of course brought to you by Access Credit Union your trusted local financial partner just recently I went through the process of opening a current account with Access Credit Union and I don't think it's an exaggeration to say that it's changed my life I was able to open the account online during lockdown, which made the process completely hassle-free and it was made even easier by the great support 
provided by Access Credit Union team leader Amanda O'Sullivan, who joins me now. Amanda, I understand you can now apply for a credit union loan online as well. Thanks, Jack. Yeah, you can. If you thought applying for your current account was easy, um, you'll be delighted when you come to us for your car loan. Um, you can apply online just as long as you're registered for your online banking. A couple of clicks and it comes to us here in Access Credit Union. The personal touch still isn't lost. We'll still bring you back and discuss the loan with you. Um, and you can upload any supporting documents you needed, your uh, payslips, bank statements, that sort of thing. Um, we attach them here to your loan, assess the loan, and you can draw it down online. So we aim to do that all within 24 to 48 hours, depending on when you submit your documents. Um, and I suppose it was something that was in the pipeline for a while, but with COVID-19, it sped, sped us up to, to provide the service. Um, and it's really worked out well for us. And you know, for members being able to access their funds and still draw down their loan, it's been it's been a great asset to us really and to the community. I suppose, yeah, um, typically people always had to come into the credit union to draw down their loan. And, you know, for younger people who may not be living in the area anymore, we were inaccessible then. So now we're back back in the market for these these members again. Um, and hopefully they will they will support us as we are supporting local businesses. And you know, with every 10 euros spent in the locality, it generates 40 euros for the local economy. So in turn, the interest that you're paying on your loan in your local credit union goes back into your local economy. So you know, everyone's helping each other with this. Great stuff. Thanks very much, Amanda. And don't forget, Access Credit Union is your trusted local financial partner. Access your money 24-7 from anywhere in the world with an Access Credit Union current account and enjoy all the benefits while keeping your money local. This past week in Duisburg, Germany, Skibbereen rower Lydia Heafy claimed gold at the European Under-23 Rowing Championships. Lydia, who rows for UCC, won gold alongside Kalina Nolan in the lightweight women's pair. Two more Skibbereen rowers, Aoife Casey and Emily Hegarty, came home with medals as well. Kieran, another good showing from the Skibbereen rowers on the international stage. A superb, yeah, superb weekend of sports for the Irish rowing team to start off with. They sent over, I think, eight crews and um, a good chunk of them. I think seven, seven of them got to A finals, which was incredible. Um, so the Irish team brought home five medals, I think uh, two gold, two silver and a bronze, I think. Um, and it was great to see Skibbereen rowers involved in that success. Like you mentioned there, Lydia, she won gold in the in the lightweight women's pair with Clean and Olin. They were the dominant force throughout that in Germany last weekend. Um, great to see Aoife Casey, who's the daughter of, of coach Dominic Casey. Um, Aoife teamed up with Margaret Crimmon and they won silver in the uh, the women's lightweight double skull. And then Emily Hegarty, who's from Church Cross, um, just out the road in Skibbereen, um, she partnered up with Tara Hendon and they brought home bronze in the women's pair. So it's fantastic. Kind of a huge middle hall for Irish rowing. And it just shows again that the, the next wave of talent coming up is is really good as well. We obviously know the Gary and Pauls and the Sanita Fuscuras and the um, Touchwood with the Olympics going ahead next year. There's there's a couple of boats, with four boats going there and the, yeah, hopefully two more. So Irish rowing is in a really, really strong place and Skibreen is, is playing its part in that as it has in the last couple of years and it was great to catch up with Lydia. She's uh, on a training camp in Italy at the moment so they went tra- straight from Duisburg in Germany for a two-week training camp in Italy and it was great because it's the first time that the podcast has gone international to Italy so um, it was super to catch up with Lydia a little bit earlier. Um, for the first time, the Star Sport podcast is going to Italy, and we're delighted to be joined on the line by Lydia Heafy, who 
Won a gold medal at the European Under-23 Rowing Championships in Germany last weekend. First off, Lydia, huge congratulations. Yourself and Keenan Olin took gold in the lightweight women's pair. Um, how does it feel to be a European champion? Um, I don't know. I don't really think it's sunk in yet, to be honest. It's all just been a, quite a whirlwind um, of emotions the last kind of day. Um, but yeah, it feels, feels pretty good, to be sure, anyway. <laughs> Talk me through the European under-23s. They were held over two days in Duisburg in Germany. So how did the weekend pan out? Um, yeah, so we had our heat on Saturday morning. Um, and there was, we had eight entries in our event, which is actually quite a lot for a lightweight pair. Um, so we had to win our heat um, and we, we, won, we won our heat. So we got straight through to the final. Um, and then it's the reps in that evening, but we didn't have to do the reps. Um, so we won our heat by a, by a good bit like we kind of had the fastest time going into the final which was on the Sunday um, so we kind of got a lot of confidence from that um, and we knew we'd a lot more to improve on because we never raced a pair before um, so we kind of knew it was all kind of new to us and we didn't really know how we do against other pairs and things so we just kind of we made a few mistakes I'd say in the heat and I kind of nearly fell in at one stage and stuff so it was a bit dramatic but we kind of fixed all that for the final end so yeah Looking at the final, it looked a pretty dominant performance by yourself and Kleena. You were finished five seconds ahead of Germany and Italy were in third. Um, at what point of the final did you realise that you were going to win gold? Um, I suppose, I suppose, kind of, we kind of had in our, we kind of had in our heads that we like that it was going to be like a fast, a fast race because, like, you know, the Italians are always rapid the first, the first half of the race. Um, and uh, we kind of knew that like it wasn't going to be a given at all like we'd have to fight to the line but we kind of made a plan that like through the 1k like the middle of the race that we'd try and pull ahead and try and make ourselves comfortable um, and we were kind of we were kind of right to expect a fight because Germany went off um, and we we kind of upped the gear there and pulled ahead of it um, and we just held that to the line then so yeah but I don't think I don't think it was about till about 200 meters left that I was like okay I think we have this in the bag because I don't know you just don't know what to expect like and we're so new to the pair and everything like anything could have probably could have gone wrong so we were just really kind of I don't know I wasn't completely convinced we had it won till we crossed the line really. It must be yeah, like a, an yeah. incredible feeling to get your, your hands on that gold medal. And I saw you put up on Twitter then that it was like a dream come true to finish off your under 23 days with a with a European gold. Like, what a way to sign off from your for, from under 23 rowing. Yeah, definitely. Like, you know, it's been such a rocky year this year well as well, like especially with the coronavirus and everything. And we didn't think we'd have any regatta at all. And I was kind of gutted that I wouldn't even get to race my last year under 23. And then, you know, we've only been in, myself and Kleena have only been in the pair three weeks. Um, and I've never speak before or rode in a pair until about three weeks ago. So to go away and win gold was like, I don't know, I just didn't expect it to happen, to be honest. Um, and it really did just like kind of just sign off my under 23 career. Um, and like there's not a lot of events for lightweight women either. Like there's only the double. That's the only Olympic event. And there's four girls going for that. There's Aoife, uh, Mags, Mags Kremen, um, Kleena and myself. Um, and to go in the pair as, as another option and to get gold in that it really just kind of made kind of the year really, you know, we got something out of it. Um, it's, it's on now, so yeah. like we said earlier, you're in Italy at the moment, you're on a training camp with the, the European Championships coming up in, in a couple of weeks. Um, what's, what's the plan for the next couple of weeks? You're going to do the training camp and then move on? Yeah, so uh, we're, we're in Italy for two weeks on a training camp here and then we go home for two weeks and then we're going to senior Europeans then, I think it's the start of October. 
Um, but unfortunately, there's no lightweight pair um, at seniors. Otherwise, me and Tina would have probably gone in the pair. There's only the lightweight single. Um, and I came 11th in the lightweight single at Senior Worlds last year. And there's a good few girls who I race there who are racing at the Senior Europeans. Um, so I'll get to race them again. And it'll be interesting to see how I'm doing compared to them um, and compare that to last year. And hopefully I'll be just as good as them again or hopefully better. I don't know, but we'll see. It's also worth mentioning too, Lydia, that two other Skibbereen rowers, kind of one medals two at the European Under-23s the weekend, just gone, Emily Hegarty won bronze and um, Eva Casey, I think she brought home silver as well. So um, what a fantastic weekend they for Skibbereen. Yeah. yeah, what a fantastic weekend for Skibbereen rowers. Oh yeah, <laughs> it was a great weekend um, for Skibbereen, yeah. Like, well, for the whole team in general, like we got a load of medals and um, nearly every crew made an A final so like we had like great representation and I suppose we really kind of just showed our own like out there you know we were like very dominant kind of team out there like everyone performed well and you know I think it really showed that we all trained hard during the lockdown um, and I suppose the good skibbering pedigree stood to the three of us anyway definitely um, so yeah no it was great like and it was great to get something back to the club again at home and everyone at home and a bit more excitement I suppose. <laughs> And what was it like, I suppose, just go back a couple of months when you were kind of training during lockdown and you didn't know what was going to happen. You didn't know whether you'd have any competition. So kind of what was that like training for an object that was constantly moving? Yeah, it was, it was very hard because like, you know, we train, we train a lot of hours a day, like, and myself and Clean, especially like we, you know, we got up at eight o'clock every morning and we logged on to like Zoom and trained together. And then we trained then at four o'clock in the evening, logged on and it was all in like a garage. And like we were doing all this kind of, I suppose it wasn't miserable, but it wasn't enjoyable. And we weren't sure we'd be good anything in return for it. Um, and it was very hard. Like we were in lockdown um, for 17 weeks, I think roughly we were down in Skibbereen. And then we were like indoor training for the majority of that. Um, so it was definitely really, really challenging. It, it's fantastic now. Like we said, you're rounded off your under 23 days with a gold medal. Um, in, enjoy the two weeks of the camp. I know it's going to be tough over there, but enjoy that. And uh, very best of luck for the seniors coming up. Perfect. Thanks very much, Kieran. Thank you. Access Credit Union has always been at the heart of our community through good and bad times. We want to continue to play our part in helping our community through the COVID-19 crisis. As businesses reopen, we encourage our community to work together by staying local, borrowing locally and spending locally. Access Credit Union is here to help. Welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast. And before we wrap up today's show, we're going to preview this week's Southern Star Sports section. So Kieran, what do readers have to look forward to on Thursday? It's um, GA season is so hectic at the moment, Jack, and it goes without saying that we've a, a lot of GA in this week's Southern Star. I'm going to actually jump to the the Carberry Junior A football championship for a second because there were seven games last weekend, and St James's the reigning Carberry Junior A champions are out. They, they lost Aberdeen Rangers, um, who struck with a late Brian Hennessy goal. So we have a match report reaction from that and from all. The, the seven Carberry Junior A football games. So um, it's really kind of, we're down to the quarterfinal stages there now, and it's really hotting up. Um, Kilmetri, I have to say, do look like the team to beat. They beat um, St. Mary's the weekend, and they put up another huge score to follow on from their hammering of Bend in, in an earlier round. So for all the Carberry GA and junior football action, um, Thursday Southern Star is a must. Um, obviously, with the GA season, um, 
and the, sorry, the county championships in full flow. We've kind of wall-to-wall coverage from Castlehaven's big win against Ireland, Newsystone's win against Carby Rangers in the group of days, um, kind of guilty bowed out of the senior football championship. But there's so much more going on there. Um, also, with the kind of Kitty ladies winning the county intermediate football final, I think this Thursday's Southern Star is a must for them. It will be a collector's item. They can they can frame it. They can get their teammates to sign it. They can frame it and put it up in their wall because um, Clan are intermediate champions. So that's all there. Obviously, we have a preview of the West Cork Warren Abbey final, and I've caught up with Anya Terry O'Sullivan, Brian McCarthy, the manager, and Shane Ronan, the Moore Abbey manager. So there's loads, loads going on there. And also, as well, I have an interview, Jack, with Louise Duggan, who is Melissa Duggan's older sister, but Louise plays Camogie, and she's the vice captain for the Inneskeen Camogie team that is in the county um, intermediate semi-final this weekend. So while Melissa is an all-star football defender, Louise's first love is Camogie. So it's, it's a really nice interview. And I just want to mention, too, that Valley Rovers won the, the Junior A football final last weekend and we've coverage of that there so congrats to Valley Rovers and they lost the last couple of finals so superb to see them get over the line Great stuff Kieran. and that edition of the Southern Star will of course be available in shops across West Cork from Thursday morning and if you can't make it to the shops you can always purchase a digital subscription just go on to www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper and you can read the Southern Star on your computer tablet or smartphone for less than two euro per week thanks for listening to the star sport podcast we'll be back at the same time next week if you enjoy these shows please make sure to rate review and subscribe on apple podcasts spotify youtube or wherever you get your podcasts slán